0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Business of Music Podcast, where we teach you everything you need to know about owning and growing a music business. My name is Elliot Towsley, and my business partner James Landry and I are your hosts. Shoot us an email to contact at denovoagency.com so we can answer your questions on our next podcast. And to learn even more, subscribe to our YouTube channel and sit back, relax. And enjoy this episode of the Business of Music Podcast.
1: Welcome back to this week's episode of the Music Business. (laughs) The Business of Music Podcast.
2: (laughs) The Business of Music Podcast. The podcast of business. Ah.
1: Music, podcast, business, business, podcast, music.
2: Bunch of buzzwords. Podcast music business. <laughs> the podcast music business. Um, <laughs> anyway, no matter what the show is called, thank you all for joining us. Last week we put on a decent episode. We got a lot of great feedback on the whole. Would you rather have fifteen thousand fans or would you rather have Kylie Jenner post one TikTok video uh, with your music in it? And I think James and I at the end were both. We both chose the Kylie Jenner because the high, uh, the upside, the potential upside is a lot higher. Um, we're going to stick to that format and, uh, we have another great question here that we posted a poll on our Instagram and the results were almost exactly 50, 50. Um, so I'm very interested to see, uh, the conversation where this goes today. So today's question of what would be more beneficial to your music business is a great relationship with a great producer or a great relationship with a great audio engineer. What's more beneficial? A great music producer on your team or a great audio engineer on your team? What's your take, James? Engineer.
1: I'd go engineer? with an engineer. Yep. I'd go with an engineer. That's where I'm gonna start with this conversation. Engineer. Where where do you start?
2: Um I think a producer is a great producer is harder to replace than an audio engineer because you can somewhat learn the techniques and the tools that Pro Tools offers you. Obviously, your ears are important, but a lot of it is using the tools. The tools tell you if it's in tune. The tools tell you if it's mixed the right way. You have to get it there, but a producer has a sound you can't just learn to be creative. Someone could learn how to mix a song. If it was already, hey, my, the creativity is already here. All I need you to do is make it sound good on the speakers.
1: I think that's the key right there, though. There's so many producers. Think about like Kendrick Lamar. He uses Ali for everything to mix all of his songs. He's in, his engineer, period. Um, baby until he met Chris West, did not blow up. Was nominated for a Grammy with Chris West. And now he works with Chris in LE for everything he does. A good engineer changes your sound. You can use any producer. You don't need to use the same producer for everything you do. If, if a producer is decent, if your beats okay and you're a big enough artist, you need that engineer to make sure that you sound half decent. There's so many people I even listen to just here in Atlanta. If they had an engineer, they'd be even better because the audio quality is that much better that A normal human, a normal person listening wants consistency. They want to know what it's about to sound like. Every producer can do something consistent sound-wise, but not every engineer can make that sound that the common person wants to hear.
2: I think as much as that, the sound of the the technique of the mix, I mean, uh, it is the production that is being heard. Um, The... The way the song sounds, and the way it, it's based on the production, and then I, I think the key word is a great producer and a great engineer. Because you're right, anyone can produce and throw some loops together on GarageBand and kind of make a beat. Um, I think that if you already have a great producer, the great mix can take it to the next level. This is a tough one, because
1: you're right. I would um, say there is a part of me too that goes to the a good artist doesn't need much of a beat at all. A eh. good artist, a a great artist, maybe not good, like the top of the line. Um, I think of Dreamville put out a song with J Cole, the baby. Um, I forget who else was on it. It was next to nothing of a beat. They just let J Cole and the baby go over it. Just go ahead. It's you. This is for right. you. But if it wasn't mixed right, mm-hmm. if you didn't... Yeah, and then again, you can go the other way and say most people can get it close enough. If you're an engineer, you can get it close enough. A great one is different. Um, so I, a big part of this would be what's the genre? Mm. Who are we talking oh, yeah, about here? Right, That's huge.
2: Yeah. Um, and well, I think i think the producer is more involved in the creative process typically the artist would have already is either working hand in hand with the producer and the engineer kind of at the same time or they've already recorded and they've done the layout of the song with the producer and then they're then giving the project to the engineer i think a producer can change the sound more than the engineer can, because if they're just getting a project, there's only so much they can do to change the song itself. You can maybe make it sound different, but you can't, Oh, I changed the chorus. I changed the beat. It's just, this is what you gave me. I can only fine tune it so much. Like I think of things like the big extremes are like, like when Eminem linked up with Dr. Dre, it wasn't because Dr. Dre is an amazing mixing engineer. It's because Dr. Dre crafted the sound of the production. Then like Dr. Dre could have almost said, yep, this is good, give it to my engineer who I like trust. Mm -hmm. And then like, you know, like the, you know, Jay-Z, and like the thing is, is with with producers, like you said, you don't always, you don't always use the same producer just because you wanna be, you wanna have variety in your sound. Like, Eminem doesn't just record to Dr. Dre beats. Like, so, like, he Eminem might at this point only have one engineer that he loves working with and trusts, and then he, like, works with many different producers. But I do think, say, like, at the very beginning... That's so tough. Okay, I think there's a
1: big let's, part let's, of this... T- a, a big part of this, too, is... Producers and engineers often aren't considered great until a hit comes out of something right. they worked on. So like it's Seth all in the Kitchen. Part of it. Who was Seth in the Kitchen before the baby? Like there's nothing. Just you Seth. go on his page and you look at the songs, there's just Seth in the Kitchen. He wasn't yeah, there guy. is no other major artist on there. Even now, there's not many major artists on there. Everyone knows who he is. Um, hip hop, pop music, rap usually producers get about 50% because they are worth it. Like they yeah, are I mean, half intense. the song in certain genres. Um, yeah. But again, same with an engineer. An engineer will get points because they're worth it, but an engineer's not going to get points until they've made another hit. No, and they're
2: never to get 50% of the song. <laughs> oh, never. No, it. never. No, never, ever. It make it so if
1: you're just going they're off loved. money, it's clear that the industry values producers more.
2: Well, but like in terms
1: of your like an artist's success, I can't say that a producer is that much more value, it should be that much more valued by you. The industry mm. is a whole different story. Mm.
2: Um, well, and the question is what's more beneficial?
1: Yeah. So I would say most of the time when I hear artists, um, new artists, the first thing I say is you need a new engineer. And to myself, I'm not gonna go yelling at artists <laughs> on the corner of little five and be like hey your music could be better with a new engineer
2: Get off um, the garage band
1: <laughs> <laughs> but i not often do i listen to a song and go ah, they just need a better producer and i think that's where a good engineer can be more beneficial because a subbar producer can be overcome to a certain extent at the start of your career i'm not talking yeah. if you're like if you're already making hits, you have a hundred thousand monthly listeners, like you put out a song, you're Russ. You're not going to yeah, tell me just that Russ can get a new Scott producer Storch. or a new engineer and it matter at all.
2: At that well, point. Eventually like, he, yeah, yeah. He grew. Like, then he did things with other producers to just, yeah. The and then that,
1: level. I would say at a low level, a good engineer is more beneficial at a high level. A good producer probably changes a lot.
2: I think that's, I agree with that. I think at the beginning, like when i made the transition from like recording at my own place getting like a decent mix to the production like we had a handful of producers we worked with but i was like putting it together and i did an okay job at best like at the beginning when we jumped from like home studio to someone who knew what the fuck they were doing we already kind of picked the sound we wanted with all the producers we found like oh we like this one let's record this that engineer was more beneficial at the time i think you're right Mm -hmm. at the very beginning if you're the lack of a good engineer or a good mix is more noticeable than the lack Mm -hmm. of a good producer Mm -hmm. like you said some beats can be kind of nothing and if if the rap is dope not nothing but you know i mean not complex a few a few tracks Um, and maybe a couple loops like
1: designed to be in the background, not designed to be a part Uh like a focal point. Yeah.
2: Right. So you're right. Um, at the very beginning, if you don't nowadays getting a mix, a good mix and a good master is so price, like compared to what it was 10 or 15, 20, 30 years ago, it's now relatively enough, like inexpensive to get a good mix and a good master. So like if that's something you're not doing and you're like, well, I'm really, I really want to take my music seriously. If you have 50 songs that are waiting to be done, you don't need to necessarily go mix and master all of them right away, but you 100, instead of just throwing out 15 songs, one after the other, maybe get like your three favorites mix and master the hell out of them so that they sound great and then slowly see like one at a time where it takes you rather than throwing 15 essentially demos out to see how they do.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think we have a lot of people who maybe not a lot. We've spoken to a lot of people who have used just those automatic mastering services online. I forget the names of them. Don't do rather. those.
2: Uh, Lander. It's clear.
1: Lander, Lander's one. Um, or they usually get their friend. We've had a few people we've been like, okay, who's, who is mixing and mastering this for you? Oh, we know oh, we my guy. buddy. Yeah, yeah, he has all the equipment. Well, good for him.
2: <laughs> great. He
1: knows my sound. I, it, cool. <laughs> that's, like, we, <laughs> that's great.
2: That's like, get me, James. Here's a hammer. Here are some nails. <laughs> and here's some wood. Build a house. I, he's got you've the equipment. Got all the, yeah. You've got the I've equipment. Got the. <laughs> what more do you need? How about yeah, oh, fine. should I just, I'll just <laughs> learn how to build this on the fly. And then here.
1: Well, don't forget. I want to build the house too. I, I want he's to be my friend, <laughs> but there's a when you're starting, there is a huge difference.
2: Oh, yeah, big um, time.
1: like you can't. I don't care if you go pay for a beat from Seth in the Kitchen, you rap over it and you release it without it being mastered, mixed, mastered properly. It's not doing anything at all, mm-hmm. it does not matter. But you can go get a beat from your friend. And get it mixed and mastered properly properly as a new artist, and it will do fine. It will mm-hmm. do it better than a bad mix for, and master with Seth in the kitchen, Definitely. Mantra, any Murder on the Beat, anyone else you want to talk Scott Storage. It doesn't matter. Um, there is a point that it may flip, mm-hmm. like it may. But for our audience, most of the people who are going to listen to this, I would highly i would say engineer pretty much every time there, i don't think there's a single artist i've talked to that i've thought you know what this is this is mixing mastery perfectly go get a different beat go get a yeah, new right. producer
2: more often than not it's hey this is this is it's not like it's completely awful but it's like hey this is like 85 percent of the way there in the mix that little mm-hmm. extra paying the 150 bucks is worth it for that extra 15 percent
1: for He's, anyone who's still listening now, a, you can tell the difference in bigger artists when they don't work with their normal engineer. Um, not to always say Baby, but a good example is listening to Rockstar by Baby, and then listening to Masterpiece by DaBaby. You'll see a difference. You'll see that one had two engineers. One included Chris and West and the other one didn't. And you can hear the difference. I shouldn't say see. You can hear the difference. You can make, oh, that is what the difference is compared to someone just having an engineer compared to having an engineer that knows you and what you're doing. So like paying for one of the automatic services, great. You paid for it to be mixed and mastered. That doesn't matter if it's not done correctly.
2: Yeah. And I think... Even a great engineer has, has to learn your sound and, like, work with you a time or two or three to, like, really kind of hone out who you are and what your sound is. Even if they're amazing, they're not just going to nail it out of the park on the first go in terms of, oh, wow, you, you nailed exactly how I want my voice to sound. Like, the song will sound good, but maybe your voice will be tweaked here and there, but that just comes with the territory. And when you first
1: do it, you may want to find someone nearby you so you can go sit in the room with them. Absolutely. Like like just experience what they're doing because then later on when you do try someone else or your buddy wants to do it, you'll notice the difference between having the equipment and knowing how
2: to use it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. There's a huge difference. And the thing that sold me on it was I I thought I was a decent engineer. And like at the time, I was okay. Like I wasn't terrible, but I was not like – I couldn't do it professionally, but I enough to like make what I was doing sound fine. And when I went, I was, I was spending like 10, 12 hours on a mix just because when I was like, I, I enjoyed it. I liked listening to the songs, but like also I'm kind of don't know what I'm doing. So like, I'm like, Oh, this might work. This might work. Nope. Yes. No. Yes. And eventually I'm like, okay, this sounds all right. And I, what sold me on it was, These guys are way quicker. So I was like, even if the, at the end of the product is the same, if it only takes him two hours instead of me taking 10, like, and now I can spend eight extra hours in the studio working on other things. Like it was, that was worth it for me. But the thing was, was they were way quicker and they were way better. (laughs) So like, and it wasn't like, Good studio time for recording is always more expensive than straight up mixing time. So like James said, like you should work hand in hand with your like producer or your engineer, like the first couple goes. But then if you are recording your own vocals at home and you're just sending them to your engineer, you can save a ton of money that way. Um, and you don't necessarily need an amazing home studio. If you have, if it sounds decent, your great engineer can take that and make it work That like many people record in their fucking hotel room and then ship it to the, their engineer back at at their label. And then they go boom, 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 done. You don't necessarily need to go, Oh, we got to fly to LA and go to the, go to the studio. no because the engineer can make it sound good. As long as the initial quality is decent enough.
1: Yeah. One more thing on it too. I think we, I think I've changed your view on this, but, um, there's a big difference between a good producer, a a good engineer and a great engineer compared to a good producer and a great producer. I would say, I think a lot of producers can mimic each other. Oh yeah. You can't mimic another engineer if you
2: don't have a clue what you're doing. Yeah. Yeah. If you don't know what you're doing, um, then right but i mean music is inherently all plays off of each other so like as soon as one song does something slightly new and like oh that was a good way to do the echo with the delay the engineer's going i i know what they did and done how does like so like i mean how like what post malone whatever the fuck he does with his voice to kind of give it that like that slight little now how many (laughs) motherfuckers do you hear with that thing in their background like it it all it's always going like this and the good ones are the ones who can stay fresh and it's not like just this one oh that was the sound for the summer that year and oops that's all I can do
1: yeah on that subject Tyler the Creator his new album gives me huge Kanye vibes Mm. with how he just cuts songs and like makes it into like a mixtape type it very mimics Kanye to me but completely off subject but
2: I have not listened to it yet (laughs) yeah (laughs) Yeah. I like Tyler. Yeah. I remember the first time I ever heard of him was that video when he was like playing with like a cockroach. And I was like, this guy's, this is something. <laughs> <laughs> but I like like in a way where I liked it. I was like, ooh, yeah. dope. And I think actually the first time I ever saw, I think Kanye like retweeted it or something like that. And I was yeah. like, what, who, what's this video? And Something like that. I- they made a big deal about
1: it. I wouldn't be surprised if he was involved in it um i haven't looked i probably should but it gives me that like kid Cuddy's last album Kanye like was very heavily involved it'd be mm. like music 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 i cut it all and just change it like mixtape type setup um i it almost feels like it's all all, all over the place but it's, you can tell it's purposely done um yeah that's a mimic thing type thing too. Like you were saying though, he definitely heard some other people do it and was like, ah, I want to do that.
2: And a lot of music is even like unconscious, you know, it's, it's not like necessarily he was like, I'm, I want to do this exactly like Kanye, but just like in your head, Mm -hmm. you liked it and you don't even, you're not even aware of it that you're doing it like people that's, that happens in music too. Um, it's going to be my music expert one day on a copyright. Copyright
1: oh, lawsuit. Like Say what you said that and, day on the podcast.
2: Okay, Your Honor, I was I was high that day. And like and like I don't that remember like, a thing, that scene in flight. And the, I'm, drunk, I'm drunk now. <laughs> were you drunk? Were you drunk on the morning of that flight? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was drunk then. I was drunk every day before. I'm sure I'm drunk now. (laughs) Uh, Okay, I mean, I think, I think we're in agreement, and I think you're right. I think at the beginning, or say step two of your music business, step one is I've, um, I've got an idea as to what I'm doing. Interesting. What? All right. James, is, his video went away, but he's still here. All right.
1: Oh, I'm here. Uh, I see you.
2: Okay. Um, well, what I, <laughs> what I was saying was, I think you're right. And at the beginning, getting a good engineer will be more beneficial to you. Because like you said, even if you have a Dr. Dre beat, if it sounds like shit because your friend mixed it, It's not going to matter that it's a Dr. Dre B. It might help a little bit, but it's not going to be like, oh, shit, this is amazing because it's going to sound like some kid in a bedroom did it. So nowadays. Getting a good audio engineer is relatively inexpensive. It's not like ten dollars, but like for one hundred and fifty bucks, you can get like a great mix and master. And. If you, it's, if I understand, well, I only have so much money and I've got 30 songs I want to do. It's the name, if this is the cost of doing business, you need a professional product. So you need to change your thinking instead of saying, well, I'm not going to mix and master cause I want to put out 30 songs. You have to say, well, I guess I can only afford to put out 12, which 12 do I want? That's what you need to do. That's what I don't know. That is an aha moment that I had with James when I was doing my music shift back in the day. Wait, like, okay, well, I, if, cause once you go to a great studio and you get that good mix, there's no going back. You can't be like, Oh, cause you immediately, you're like, Whoa, this is different. It's not like, Oh, it's a little better. It's way better. It's, it's a whole different ballgame. And so once you get that, you there's no going back. You adapt. What we did was, okay, well, we still have all this cool equipment in our place. Like, what are we going to do? So what we started doing was we did demos. We didn't, we didn't try to get them to be perfect. We're just like, let's record 30 ideas. And if we love, pick the five we like the most and bring those to the studio. And then when we go, we do them fresh, but we know what we're doing because we've already done it. And it's a lot easier. And then you can show the engineer, here's our idea. Here's the reference track. That's what those are for people who don't know, record a a low quality demo that's meant for you and your team to kind of say, here are our 10 songs, which three do we want to go to the studio and record? Because it's going to cost X amount of money to go to the studio. So we can't do all 10. What are we going to do? That's what you do. That's That's what I would recommend. If you have some equipment at your house, You don't need to throw it out the window or go sell it, but you can still use it to make demos, but take the ones that you love the best and bring them to a professional who can like edit it. You know, if, if you're an amazing writer for the New York times, you still give it to an editor to make sure that it fucking works because there's value in someone who's better at it than you. And there's also value in just having a second pair of eyes and ears on it. It's going to catch things that you're not hearing or whatever.
1: You're the music man. 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 No, I He's agree. I mean, <laughs> um, yeah. You to take a break?
2: I think let's uh, just uh, call, call it. it. You guys, we're call done. It. We're done. Enough. Of fuck out work. of you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, check out our videos on YouTube. we got a whole bunch of ridiculous conversations like this and, um, download our free toolkit. Just send us your email on uh, the link in the description here. And we will send you our guide on how to grow your music business. Totally free. Check it out and, uh, give our program a try. And for everyone who has been saying lately that they, a lot of clients come to us and say that they like the podcast. So that uh, encourages us to keep doing it. So uh, let us know any more questions or any more topics that you want to talk about on the next episode of the Business of Music podcast.
0: The Business of Music podcast presented by novo Agency. com. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Business of Music podcast. We love to hear feedback. Shoot us an email to contact at denovoagency.com so we can answer your questions on the next episode. Be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel to learn even more and check out denovoagency.com to see how we can help you grow your music business. Until next time, this has been the Business of Music podcast.